0: Girls all around. Cheers, y'all.
1: Well, well, well. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine little audio video spectacle known across the globe as the world famous Smoking and Tossing. Hey, what's What's going on everybody it is so nice to have you guys on the program today as we start smoking and toasting number 181 the title of today's show how to deal with a drunken sailor during the pandemic and so we're very excited to be uh we're very excited to be talking rum today because we've got our special guest greg doxakis from plantation rum and uh it's a Docs, I always get confused, and we call them ducks. Oh, I love the banana. That's great. Hey, hey, banana is,
0: is this unprofessional? I don't even know anymore.
1: No. Well. <laughs> Nobody really knows, actually. Um, so, is it correct? Is is it Pierre Ferrand or is it Maison Ferrand? Which 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 is the way you say the uh, the name of the parent company?
0: Parent company is Maison Ferrand. Maison, Maison Ferrand. Ferrand. Okay. And
1: yeah. and so where am I getting Pierre Ferrand from? Is that one of the brands? Well,
0: of Pierre Ferrand is our label of cognac, our label of 100% Grand okay. Champagne Cognac. We actually do a, a couple of ever smaller cognacs that are not 100% Grand Champagne, but Pierre Ferrand is the 100% Grand Champagne, and of course, you know, uh, the flagship of the company. Though I'll let you on know, a little secret. Uh, the name Pierre is going away. It's going to be called Cognac Ferrand. Soon oh, here. really interesting. Well, I, I, the reason that's stuck in my
1: head is because of the many hours I've spent staring at that bottle while, uh, you know,
0: Enjoying what was inside it. So, um, so anyway,
1: welcome to the show, Docs.
0: What do y'all think of my glasses?
1: Uh, I like them. They're these are, these are my
0: Tony Stark glasses. These are from Civil War right here. Hold on, wait. All right. I got, I got oh, these are from Infinity War. Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm digging from what you're rapping.
0: And these are my real glasses, so I can see all guys now. Yeah. <laughs> well, the. You know the appearance of the others would definitely worth it.
1: So I'm uh, snipping the top of my cigar, which I'll get to uh, in a minute. But uh, we do want to let you know that our uh, program is brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston. In the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, BB uh, Italia on Memorial in Houston, BB Lemon on Washington Ave, Annie Cafe Annie Cafe and Bar on Post Hug Boulevard in Houston. And now we've had people asking us, "Is B&B?" Uh, Still open and doing, you know, uh, curbside and stuff during the uh, uh, during the craziness. And the answer is yes, they are. So not only can you go and do what Ian likes to do, which is you know order a uh, an uncooked steak and bring it home and slap it on the grill. Uh, yeah, you also, buddy. You can also have them prepare it for you, and then you can bring it home and pretend that you slapped it on the grill. <laughs> um, <laughs> it'll, have to be the, it'll have to be the latter option for me because even though even though I can see Ian, you've got some. Looking uh paraphernalia there behind you in your backyard i'm up on the 32nd floor so we can't have grills here we do have some really nice grills in my building but they're on the pool level and all that area is closed right now so i'm right. unfortunately right. uh not able to grill during this uh time of the pandemic but you know i can still drink so uh mm-hmm. that's that's the important part um
2: well, you take some and you lose some. You also have a grocery store at the bottom floor where you can this just go get true. beer. This is true. And and
1: that's a uh, that's a pretty important thing. So
2: and, and you can do that in your pajamas.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and
1: I have. which should frighten everyone
0: on the show. No, no, no. So Ian, <laughs> Ian, those are those are leisure robes. Leisure robes are not pajamas. Leisure robes. That's right. They're leisure robes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe that's what I'll wear next week.
1: So, uh, Docs, how's the, uh, how's the pandemic uh, been impacting you? Obviously, most, uh, most stores selling your product are still open,
0: but how has it affected yeah. what you do on a daily basis? So? Uh, well, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, I've been telling people that uh, it's a very unique feeling. You feel like there's uh, so much to do, but not a lot you can do. You know, so what I do with Maison Ferrand, you know, is, is, is more than just uh, the actual presentation. I sort of thing that is my favorite part, but there is plenty to do. And it's a lot about communication, staying in touch with not only uh, the store owners, uh, but also with, you know, people that are with the bars. That's been my biggest concern, uh, is trying to stay in touch with them, seeing what I can do for them. And again, there's not a lot we can do, but what we can, we do try to do. You know, there's a lot of people that I care about, uh, that we care about that are going through some tough times right now um, with no foreseeable uh, end. I I mean, I hope I'm wrong about that. I hope it ends sooner than later, but uh, there's a lot of people we care about. You know, they're not just our customers. They're our friends, and we're we're very concerned for all of them.
1: We've, We've talked a lot about that in the last few weeks on the show, that if you are, you know, if you're someone that has a favorite bar, favorite restaurant, and if you're still gainfully employed, um uh, this is the time a favorite brewery, a favorite distillery this is the time to make sure that you're finding ways uh, to make purchases from those guys, do something to help support them bars especially are in just such, such a tough place and even
0: when this comes back I think it's going to be slow because we're still going to yeah. be distancing a bit, so a little um, bit, but right now, what I'm encouraging is get, your, you know, get into your favorite bars and get T-shirts. What I'm doing right now is the uh, Rabbits Got the Gun, and I feel like I haven't been mm-hmm. out there yet. They're on the uh, north side. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Houston Watch Company, uh, Johnny's Gold Brick, I mean, just you name it. Uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, up We've you know, been doing that trivia, those Iron Man glasses you saw were a little sneak peek for this Friday's trivia. My wife and I have been doing drinks and, drinks and trivia with the Doc That Guy. Uh, and, I and saw Sunday. that. i
2: gotta, yeah. cl- I got to clock on
0: to the next one. Yeah, well, it's got to be Friday, uh, 8 o'clock. But not, not Saturday night, we did a trip here on Disneyland, and we gave away to the top five winners uh, T-shirts from The Usual, which is a really good cocktail bar in Fort worth. And all the money from those T-shirts goes to support the staff. And we'll put the website on there, let them know, hey, if you'd like it, go order your own. This uh, Friday night, we're going to be supporting Houston Watch Company. Uh, which their t shirt's one of my favorites. But this one, I'm, I'm digging this one. And by the way, if you guys not been to Rabbit's Got the Gun yet? You don't want to tell Mary this? They're doing uh, uh, pineapple Dole Whips uh, oh, um, dude. With, with OFTD Plantation. It, well, that once, they get, awesome. back. <laughs> once yeah, they get back. No, up, but, hey, once they so get, once back, they get yeah. back up, I it mean, it's one of the first places you need to stop at. You know, I guys well, will enjoy if, that. If you know of any places that are
1: doing, you know, curbside, I know some of them are doing curbside cocktails. They had, uh, uh, some of their cocktail to-go kits. Yeah. And we had uh, Mark Burrell, our wine expert, uh, on from the Rainbow Room uh, last week. And Mark was talking about, you know, in addition to being able to pick up bottles of wine there uh, at their to-go, you could also they also would make cocktail kits for certain cocktails.
2: Well, and you, and, you remember uh, we decided to call that the take and shake.
1: Yeah, yeah, the take and shake. I like that. I like that. Sure. So anyway, so. Uh, do sure. what you can to support these guys, man. Your favorite bartender, that one that listened to all your crappy stories last time you were there. Uh, that person's not working, and uh, it's it's important to do what we can to uh, to keep our our friends and. I take
2: I take offense to that. My stories only get better the drunker I get. <laughs> this is every true. time because I retell one. them throughout the same night, they get better. Yes.
1: <laughs> and, and this is one of the reasons that we occasionally love to let the show go really long, because you get <laughs> more and more entertaining uh, as the, as the show goes on. So, uh, what you smoking there, buddy?
2: This is a bow morale. I'm trying to take the label off, um, and it's it's fighting me a little bit, but it's bow morale. See if I can get it up there nice. on the
0: camera. Mm-hmm.
2: This is mm-hmm. the duetto.
0: I'm smoking. I'm having a hard time uh, keeping it lit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it starts think,
2: off uh, that's with that's a lot great. of campfire and toast. Yeah. A little bit of pepper going on, and I'm I'm just just barely into it. It's uh, I, I I feel like I've been smoking it for a little bit longer than this, but apparently it's going to be a little bit slower smoke. So I'm pretty excited about this. This was in the batch that I got from um, from Alan Denny a couple weeks ago. Uh, oh yeah, he put together a really nice box of cigars for me that had a mix of really good stuff in it. So I and I know he generally won't uh, won't send me in the wrong direction, although he's still a little upset about the whole. Uh, Malort thing that I did to him. Yes, he is,
1: and, <laughs> and I don't, I don't blame him because when you did the Malort thing to me, that was like a year ago. I'm still upset about it now, so I don't. Blame I know him. I got you twice holding, with that too,
2: holding a bit of a grudge. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> um, so uh Doc's got a
0: big <laughs> laugh. Did you have you uh, uh, enjoyed the Malort before? Ah, uh, um, sure. It's not the superlative I would use, but yeah, I've had it. Yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> You've been able to,
2: you've been able to try it. So yes, yeah. My yeah. friend that gave me that bottle said, "No, it's it's not bad. It's difficult to appreciate."
1: <laughs> well, I still one of the funniest things I've ever heard is, um, and I don't know where you got this from, Ian, but the place where you got the potential slogans. Oh, slogan that
2: was the that was the Thrill List article.
1: Oh yeah, and the uh, the best one of the bunch was Malort. Tonight's the night you fight your dad.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was all the all the fan uh, fan slogans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the ones was, "Lord, these pants won't shit themselves." <laughs>
1: uh, so, Ian, you mentioned you're getting a uh, campfire and uh, and uh,
2: uh, what was the other thing you said on your at uh, Belmaro? Campfire and toast, buddy, with a little nuttiness in the background. Nice, nice. This is the very opposite from what I usually choose for a cigar, flavor profile-wise. Right. You know, I like the more coffee and chocolatey, mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit of pepper and spice kind of thing. This is uh, this is on the lighter side. I'd say it's probably on the lighter side of medium. Um, maybe a medium minus, if you will. And um, mm-hmm. But I'm still on the initial light of it, which had a bit of pepper in it. And I don't know if that's going to settle down just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, no, saw, what did you light up over there? Well...
1: I was just going to mention. Uh, I saw what Docs was smoking, and I'm willing to bet he's getting some banana notes.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a
2: little bit of uh, trop- slightly, fruit, some, uh, little,
0: little slightly overripe banana. I'm getting just a hint of banana peel. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, makes that, makes nice. yeah. that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, with that makes sense. how many I went cheap today,
1: um, and I lit up a Mayorga, Gordita torpedo, which I Clip the end off of with my ultra cool uh, cigar scissors, and maybe um, so, jealous. <laughs> That's All right, think of it as payback for the wireless mic. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I got this. Um, this was a mail order. I got it in a, a group of things from JR Cigar, and I remember thinking, you know, I'd had these before, but I hadn't had one in a long time. Majorga is best known for their coffee. They uh, they make a coffee that's actually very popular in certain Parts of the country. Uh, I believe their coffee beans are grown in uh, Nicaragua and that's where the cigar is from as well. And it's, uh, it's a really inexpensive cigar. It's three to four dollars. I think it's about 325 for this one. And it kind of smokes like one of the big boys. It's uh, got, as you might expect, some real coffee and uh, chocolate notes. It's got a little of that Nicaraguan pepper. I'd say it's probably medium plus at least so far. Uh, But it's got a really decent amount of complexity to it for a cigar that is in the under $5 range. That's for sure.
2: Now, that's not one of the knockoffs, though, right? No, this is actually from
1: Majorga. They make coffee and a a line of cigars. I will say I've only seen this mail order. I don't know if I've ever seen one of these in a cigar shop anywhere. Um, But it's one I tried years ago because it was inexpensive. And you know how you go through that, ordering some of the cheaper cigars, and you very quickly learn not to order some of them again. Uh, but some, of them, that, bad. some yeah, of them, yeah, some of them, some of them, very bad. Uh, but this was one that uh, that not only did I, uh, you know, uh, reorder a time or two, but uh, you know, recently got a, a batch of things that had some of these in them, and I was excited. Uh, so I thought I'd smoke one on the show today. And I got to tell you, so far, it's keeping pace with plenty of eight and nine dollars cigars. So. I know we haven't been doing a lot of price-to-quality stuff since we started uh, doing the show live via Skype like this, but um, I would say this one would definitely be punching above its weight uh, in price-to-quality, at least so far. So Again, largely because the price is
2: so reasonable. I don't know what this one costs. Uh, If I was going to guess, it's in the $6 to $8 range. Um, That seems about right. It's it's smoking pretty well, and I'm starting to pick up some... uh, some uh, like cappuccino kind of notes on the ta- on the tail end of it. It's been pretty good. So, a um, couple things I wanted to talk about on the show today, um,
1: Docs. We're seeing the uh, the craft beer industry uh, in a bit of a tailspin after having a great year last year. Um, the craft beer industry is is really kind of struggling with the uh, uh, because so much of the craft sales. Come from directly from the breweries and their tap rooms themselves, and they come yeah. from the bars that will have taps. And so, and so, a lot of the craft breweries still don't have inroads to be in your local grocery store or your uh, even in some cases even into, a for a total wine or, or you know whatever your uh, local you know mega liquor retailer is. Um, has any of that been
0: creeping its way in? To the spirits industry, from what you can see. Well, I um, I, I would say that there, uh, you know, we, we use that word craft a lot, um, uh, and and a lot of times I, I, I think people confuse craft with the uh, super. Just uh, it, it's, it's sometimes it's too geeky. It's intimidating for some people. So mm-hmm. I I think that you know when we say that it, it's hard to gauge really. What's uh you yeah, know, between that and what's going on with the craft beer world because uh, um, I, I think that it's not that they can't buy it at the liquor stores. It's that they when they go to get the crafty stuff. When I say like super, super crafty, like Molort's, okay, like the super geeky stuff, it's only used at the bars. You know, no one's pulling it off the shelves. We you know our our products. <laughs> But you know our products, we're, we're fortunate enough that we have uh, general market appeal and craft appeal, and, and you know sales are up on the retail side across the board for for uh, um, you know general market items. Uh, but it's down obviously for on premise, so it's it doesn't quite even out. If, you know, People for us, for us, yeah. But you know, so we're we're lucky in that sense that it's it, it's not as bad as it could be. But for for things that are super like 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 say chartreuse, malort. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, a lot of uh, your small village mescals and that sort of thing. Eighty mm-hmm. percent of their business was in bars, and right, so yeah, it's right. fucking them big time. And not just the, not just the brands, but the people. There's been some people that go, uh, some brand ambassadors and that sort of thing that worked for some for uh, smaller uh, niche brands. You know, there's just no 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 business for them right now. So yeah, that's a thing. But
1: yeah,
0: it's kind of hard to do the brand ambassador thing when you
1: can't. You know, if right. you're tasting nights and bars and restaurants yeah. and things like that. So it, it, I can see where in the smaller companies that are seeing a bigger, you know, cut into their sales, I can see where that's a, uh, that can be a tough thing to keep everyone on. You know, every sure. uh, <clears throat> again, we talked about our friends and people that we know in the industry that are, uh, you know, that are going through some tough times. And it can be from all, kind of all corners of, of the um, uh, beverage and, and cigar industry. Um, cigar industry hanging in better than most, uh, I think. Um, but at as of right now, the um, cigar factories in Honduras and uh, Nicaragua uh, are shut
0: down. You, so you know what's funny? I was looking at the numbers just this morning at the various countries, the island countries that uh, produce rum and that sort of thing. And these are the same countries that produce quarter cigars to reduce named. And and their cases are like in only double digit, um, and and uh, so I don't know if if it's because you know they have low numbers because they shut everything down, or if it's a uh, uh, just a uh, I don't want to say an overreaction but a strong reaction they're being safe I don't know, but um you know, Barbados you know when obviously we have a huge stake in Barbados you know they shut the whole island down. Um, they know no ships in, no ships out, no planes in, no planes out. They even closed the grocery stores for a week, as that's, oh. my, I, that's, a, that's oh, wow. really heard. that that may have changed, they may have reopened, but for for, for about a minute there, they had everything closed. You know, well, it's, not, it's not, not, not a huge island, not a lot of people. Speaking of Barbados,
1: um, I'm sitting here looking at two bottles of plantation Barbados rum, and I have to say, uh, docs, you have really raised the bar for guests on the uh, Skype version of the show, because... One of oh, the mercy, na-
2: yes, you have. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> one of the things <laughs> Ian and I were lamenting um, uh, just last week we were chatting was that uh, you know one of the fun things about being in the studio is when you guys would come in and guest, you bring... <coughs> <or> excuse me. <coughs> you bring stuff with you for us to taste. And uh, now I'm like, yeah, if we want to taste stuff, now we've got to make a trip to the... Uh, uh, liquor store, but lo and behold, after we scheduled Docs to uh, be on the show, uh, some bottles of Plantation Barbados rum uh, showed up in a delivery, uh, and I made sure uh, to get some over to
0: Ian. So we'll all actually be tasting the same things today. So well, now that was the, so that was courtesy of our good friends at Specs. They have an app, uh, and uh-huh. uh, uh, not all of their stores, but most of their larger stores are delivering. And the one that came to you was obviously from downtown. But uh, you know, uh, I, I ordered something for my brother from the Wesleyan store just uh, yesterday mm-hmm. as well. Uh, the one down here near my house, uh, about a few miles down on Sugarland Highway Six, is delivering. Mm-hmm. So you just go to the app, you put it, your address in, and it'll tell you where they have one mm-hmm. delivering it to you, and, and they'll bring it to you. Um, that is awesome. You know, it's, and it's, I know it's what they're like, doing. It's a little bit more, but it's, it's like Grubhub or something like that. You know, what, yeah. what's is that, is that the one that, that delivers food? You know, yeah, it's, Grubhub. But and, but, and, but you yeah. know, right now convenience. Right, and I will say too that Specs is
1: also doing uh, curbside because when I yeah. was uh, in there last, I saw they had several parking spots set up for curbside, and people were pulling up. It, it really—I almost stopped to video it because there's something about it I just found uh, enjoyable to watch. People pulling up in their car, rolling down the windows, and someone handing them liquor. It was awesome, you know. <laughs> it was just awesome. That, you
0: just described
1: high school for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking of liquor, Docs, we haven't commented since we actually went on the air about your awesome backdrop there. But uh, can you turn around? Yeah, yeah. So look at all the plantation rams, Ian. Oh, oh my God. How many are back there? I know. It's beautiful, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, There's
0: close to 50. Absolutely beautiful. They're color-coded.
1: You know, I see... Uh, several that I recognize, some that I well, do I'm not. Well, I'm going to move so... my
0: camera. Can you, you want me to move in just a little bit? You want to see a little mm-hmm. better? Mm-hmm. All right, the risk of showing my, my messy bar here. So you'll see uh, there's some old favorites. That's a new one we're going to mm-hmm. talk about today. Can you see that okay? Yeah, yeah. What is that? That's the Isle of Fiji, brand new, baby. I drink. Mm-hmm. See all that? Okay. I drink all uh, that I about that You've been sampling. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. something we only get in France called Grand. Reserve which is a uh, five uh, it's, it's a younger version of the five year of course you know it's a mica uh, Brandonejo two expressions one was Guatemala one was Guatemala and Belize but over here we have everything you see with the black label those are going to be those single casts we talk about that are various islands with the triple finishes and that sort of thing um, up here you will find vintages. Uh, from all different countries for different years, lots of Jamaica, Panama, and up here we have what's called the Black, oh, I call them the Black bands It's uh, younger, old, let's say uh, older versions of our of our uh, single cast. And over here are some of the very first plantation uh, vintages we used to do. In fact, countries we don't do business with anymore, including Nicaragua and Granada. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I, Doc, I just have to say, I really enjoyed that because one of the things
1: I really miss from going out is that it's moment that when line. you walk into the bar and you just take in their their shelf of bottles and mm-hmm. that enjoyable process of looking through and deciding what you're going to get you know uh so that that gave me a wonderful little flashback to it thank you
0: <laughs> you're welcome
2: right, well uh, you know before you once started song, that you made a statement you said at the risk of showing your messy bar, I feel like if your bar is messy, you're using it. That's probably a good thing, right?
0: Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> where work gets. <laughs> or not. It's, you know what? It's it's, it's kind of like the thing, like, you don't want uh, a table, like, right by the kitchen door. because You just kind of throw everything there. And the next thing you know, you got everything, like, you know, old laundry, you know, things you're buying from your car. It's like that.
2: <laughs> I had, had a house <laughs> years ago that had a pool table or... Yes, A thing that held all the mail that ever came in. Yes, yes exactly. Of the laundry table, sure. <laughs> that's how you do it. Uh, by the way, I was just thinking about, you know, this is, <clears throat> the
1: show so far has gone relatively well in terms of just the technical side of it. And <clears throat> Big thanks to uh, Adam, our producer on the Wheels of Steel. But I was just going to mention that, you know, everybody's dealing with, unless you're doing something that's pre-recorded, and, you know, we do record this show, and it's available later, but we do it live so that we've got, um, you know, we've got a, a a live feed going out at 1 o'clock on Thursdays. And, anyway, I was just going to point out that everybody's dealing with I was listening to a Howard Stern interview. He had Tom Brady on, and, you know, Brady's connection cut out like five times. I thought, well, you know, if it's happening to Howard Stern, I guess we got to feel pretty good about how we've yeah. handled the technical side of things here so far, you know? You just gotta handle the brace as best you can. Mm-hmm. That's you know, the position everybody's in, you know?
2: You guys have the, best
1: part,
2: the best part is when you when you're on there with a friend and then you just freeze in place and act like your computer's frozen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good. I haven't tried that. I love that idea. <laughs> That's good.
0: Just to see how they react. So good.
1: That's
0: so good. That that
1: actually
0: that, that reminds me of a dirty joke. Can I tell it? Uh, sure. That's not too dirty. Yeah. Okay, So like, there's this there's this redneck couple, all right, and 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 they're uh, they're uh, 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 um, in mid mid relations, shall we say? And all of a sudden, the guy stops, and the lady says, "Why'd you stop?" He goes, "I saw this on the internet. It's called buffering." <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good. I like it. <laughs> mm. uh, so that joke's good enough. I think that it's time to start on the rum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's let's wash the taste of that joke out of our mouths, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so, so are we starting with the five-year doc? Yeah, let's start with the five-year. Uh, and okay. I, I say, uh, you know, I always say this is the first chapter of plantation rum. Um, It is from Barbados, from our facilities there at the West Indies Rum Distillery in Barbados. Um, It is uh, five years old. It's going to spend three and a half to four years in a a bourbon barrel in Barbados and one or two, one and a half years in a cognac barrel uh, back in France. Like all plantation rum, it's going to make the trip all the way to France and get aged longer in our cognac barrels. Um, The nose on this one, you know, you're going to get a little bit of the, the, the alcohol, that ethyl alcohol, on the nose. It's very, it's very deceiving. Uh, uh, though it's only 80 proof. It smells like a stronger <laughs> rum. But once you let it breathe and open mm, up a little bit, idea. you're going to get that, uh, <laughs> that. What a lovely sound! What a reassuring sound! The squeak of a cork. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, it. Uh, uh, you, you know, once you let it open up a little bit, you're going to get that tropical notes. You know, you'll get the uh, definitely the, the you'll get the, the, the wood, that slight uh, char from the bourbon barrels and that toast from the cognac barrel. Those uh, tropical notes that are so uh, uh, um, so so distinct to uh, Barbados rum. And on the palate, you're going to get just that slight slight touch of coconut um, that you get, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, from our Barbados rums. And it's just very very hint very hint do you have a
1: <clears throat> since you deal with quite a lot of rums in your line from quite a lot of different destinations do you have a personal favorite um, country for the rum to come from is, is um, there one that that stands out to you
0: Barbados or Jamaica or I, I don't have a fa- I, I don't have a favorite you know it, it's um, I, I you know I'm a creature of moods uh, uh, sometimes Um and just it just depends on what I'm in the mood for. Uh, though, uh, you know, our Barbados rums are, are I would say, the most dependable in the sense of uh, uh, uh same flavor profile, bottle in, bottle out. If that makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. as, as opposed to some of our other vintages because it's and it was a different vintage. Uh, and I'm speaking about you know, with countries like Guyana, uh, countries like St. Lucia, uh, Haiti, which we've done before, uh, um, and now Fiji. You know uh, those other ones. Uh, you're not going to get that same continuity year in year out because it's a vintage. With most of our Barbados, you know, our Barbados line right here, the Five Year and the XO, uh, you're going to have the same flavor profile bottle in, bottled out.
1: Uh, but uh, remind me
0: again uh, what the retail is on the uh, Five Year? This one SRP about twenty five dollars.
1: Yeah, I've got to tell you, and Ian, you back me up on this or not, but I don't know if I can think of a finer spirit that you can buy for $25. It's just, I mean, it really is an exceptional it, if you were to just pour this into a glass and I were to taste it and you were to tell me it was a 40 or $50 rum, I wouldn't I wouldn't bat an eye because that's 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 how it tastes to me. I mean, and, and again there's not that many 40 or $50 rums. There's a lot more that are I, I feel like they're under. Well, maybe maybe there are. Uh, there yes, is, and like there's more
0: coming. Rims, <laughs> it feels like most of the rums you see on the shelf are under fifty dollars. I, I will say this: compared to the whiskey uh, market, or say uh, the whiskey category, the right. higher end rums are much more affordable than higher end whiskeys. That I'll say.
1: Well, yeah. well, this one uh, you you could easily pass this off. I think as a more expensive uh rum and i just this uh
2: we're not suggesting that you raise the price on it either no not at all but uh i gotta tell you this is delightful the uh the heat in this for any of you out there that are afraid to ever just drink rum neat meaning no ice no water no coca-cola um this is absolutely fantastic, just like this. This is room temperature, outside temperature, whatever the temperature is out here. Um, and the heat on this, this is so smooth that you don't even notice the heat until it comes back and gives you that little warm, what I like to call the whiskey hug. But in this case, apparently it's a rum hug. Um, and the flavor profile on this is absolutely Wonderful. Like I don't know if it's because you were having a banana earlier, but I get a lot of banana right on the
0: nose. <laughs> no, no, yeah. sure. and that's, you mentioned that's, that's definitely a tasting note. Uh, I know there's lots of tropical flavors in, in Barbados from for sure. Um, um, you know, yeah, I'll
1: just mention that um, what you refer to as the whiskey hug, which of course is appropriate for whiskey.
0: In this case,
1: I would call this the hug from a drunken sailor.
0: <laughs> that's so, where I would go. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure that's how the whole COVID 19 thing started anyway. I'm pretty so. sure you're right. That, that might have been ground zero right there. <laughs> <Station> zero.
2: <laughs> Thank you for the rub.
0: <laughs>
2: I love the flavors on this. The the there's a light kiss of molasses all the way through it. There's that tropical fruit, the banana, the hint of coconut that you mentioned. Uh is right there, uh, and it's not a sweet coconut uh, flavor. Retro hail. It's it's nice, natural kind of flavors. Yet the really nice sweetness. It's not a clone either. yeah. Ian, absolutely. I don't,
1: I don't know if ducks got all of that because uh, you were breaking up a little here on my end, but uh, it
0: sounded like you were really enjoying that. Truly enjoying it. I yeah. don't know why, be, but I'm truly enjoying this. How, may, how um, many of you had it? Because you were slowing your speech a little bit there. It was kind of yeah. choppy. <laughs> uh, uh, but you're actually well, right. there is a, there this is a totally banana in this one. Stuff. Yeah.
1: Now, in fairness, when we get to the uh, twenty, the XO, you should know that I already had a bottle. So Ian got Ian got a brand new bottle, but Doc's this isn't just like since it arrived since you since you sent these i just wanted
0: you to get it out this is hey this has been I, in my bar for i, I don't judge i am gonna say yeah. something you and we'll touch on this a little bit later but this is one of our new ones and this was a full bottle last night it's about about a half oh, That was oh, all okay. this guy right here <laughs> <laughs> um uh, what has two thumbs and loves fiji rum <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> well, you know, it was such nice weather. You know, we have a nice fire pit out back, and so I cooked some uh, fish over the grill, and we just decided to use the, the last of probably this season's firewood. So, uh, one of my favorite things in the world is to sit around our, our campfire at Bonbonnet in France, and and, and uh, uh, a sample of nice rum. So there was just no going back. So um, I settled into the into the chair and, and enjoyed myself last night. Hey, uh, ducks, did you guys see? an initial
1: surge in the sales of your plantation pineapple right around the time that the lockdowns were starting to happen? Because if you did, yeah. <laughs> that, was that, very... was my, that was my wife and I, I went to uh, specs and we decided just in case they shut down uh, specs, which obviously they're not going to do, but just in case we
0: stocked up. So uh, well, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, sir. No question about <laughs> yeah. it. We're going to, yeah. Um, That's, Well, so that, that, you know, I know we're joking a little bit, but that was a concern of ours. We we didn't know if we were going to be able to continue production. uh, And Mm -hmm. Alexander is very proud of the team uh, that they are still uh, working. Um, You know, they're being very careful, keeping space where they can, uh, being, you know, uh, keeping everything clean, clean themselves. Uh, But, you know, we are still making spirits back in France and and getting those out where we can. Um, Have you seen any slowdown in the... uh you know and grapes and uh, other things that you use in, in your other spirits that are that come from the European areas? No uh, no. Um, it, it, right now the only slowdown is going to be sizes, leaders. you know leaders oh. are slower because that's what the bars use and' just the bars mm-hmm. are closed. Other than that, uh, it's, it's, it's been uh, uh, we're fortunate enough to still have uh, you know uh, a, a good outlet of sales. You know? um, and we, we, we talked about uh, what they're doing in France but also in Barbados. Uh, you know, those guys are still working uh, right now. Actually, uh, in France and Barbados, uh, they are producing uh, hand sanitized alcohol around the clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so, and we've seen that in a lot of the uh, you know, a lot of the uh, distilleries, even just around the Houston yeah. area. And I've seen stories from all over the country from um, you know, American whiskey distilleries and, and other places. that a lot of them have shifted into hand sanitizer, some helping to restock the. Um, the shelves at local grocery stores, mm-hmm. and some, quite frankly, uh, are donating it to, you know, first responders and people like that. So uh, Yeah, the, I think
0: it was, didn't the Whitmire's guys uh, donate a bunch to mm-hmm. Houston hospitals? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. yeah. As of well, like a couple of weeks ago,
2: it was over 6,000 gallons. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, right. and I, I'm glad they are, because you have to ask the people on Purell, uh, how hard is it to make more hand sanitizer? I mean, I've never right. made this gel. <laughs> Hand sanitizer, but you know, this you know, we, we're if we, can, if we can crank out good rums and, and, and cognacs and gins, they can't make a uh, 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 hand gel. I don't know, I can't, I don't understand it. It, it seems like one of the simpler things to make
1: because one you know the aging process, so uh, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ian, one of the things as you know that I always love about rums and, and so many of the plantation rums in particular, uh, is how easily they seem to pair with cigars. How's, uh, how's the five you're working with your Balmoral?
2: Absolutely fantastic. My Balmoral has settled into kind of a nutty and spicy with a little hint of uh, cappuccino on the end. And it has become uh, just an absolutely uh, uh, delicious, especially in this price point cigar. And, you know, I wasn't much of a... Fan of rum before we started this show, and you've turned me on to a lot of good rums. As a matter of fact, I think since we started this show, I've only had one bad rum, and it'll go uh, nameless, and I didn't bring it on the show. I remember um, it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come it on, uh, just tell us. <laughs> it
1: didn't go nameless at the time. So you can search back through the old shows and find it. So.
0: <laughs> does, it does it
1: still exist? Are there still so, any? Uh, Ian, yeah, it's a. It, it's a currently available rum, right? I'm trying I to remember so. which one it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. I have, there's, there's certainly some rums out there that are, you, you know, you, you may taste them and go, yeah, this isn't really a sipping rum. This would be fine in cocktails, you know, mm-hmm. but not, not really a
2: sipping rum. And that's, well, what, you know, yeah, I have- before, before you turn me on to the world of, Way better rum. Uh, I just didn't have any real experience with it. Rum to me was, you know, your your big brand spiced rum, uh, right, with its caricature and all that other stuff. And it just to me it wasn't very good. There were a few that I've had that I thought were interesting, and some that are great in mixers. Like a, a you know, a Kraken and Dr Pepper is a pretty mighty thing.
0: It really is. yeah. What? <laughs> no, no, no! I used to, <laughs> love crack. I used to mix and root beer, cracking and root beer. Oh, I've yeah. never had I, bet, that. I bet that would work.
1: I've done it with Dr Pepper, but I've never done it with root beer. I bet that would work. So,
0: yeah, right. we used to, we used but, to do sailor Jerry, sailor Jerry, and Dr Pepper. We called it a spicy pepper. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's amazing though is you say this five
2: year is twenty five ish dollars. I mean, that's 5 to $7
0: more than most of those other rums. Yeah. And it's that amazing all by itself. But, but, little yeah, little thing, but here's good. the thing. When we talk about rum as a category, it's very loosely okay. defined sometimes because, you know, uh, we we're talking about Kraken and Senator Jerry These are just spiced rums. It's a whole different category, you know. Uh, yeah. And yeah. It, and to me, in my opinion, that's sort of like comparing uh, Fireball to uh, bourbon
2: you know what I'm saying, right, and, right. and then there's nothing wrong with it, right,
0: right. If, that's, if that's your thing and that's what you enjoy, then that's great, but, you know, but what we're seeing is a resurgence of rums uh, um, that, that are meant, that can be mixed in cocktails, but, you know, you, uh, uh, obviously, they're, they can be enjoyed by themselves, and you said, because every time that, like, we come out with a plantation, and clearly we got a lot of them, you know, there's always that, is it a good sipping, I'm like, well, yeah, every single one of these I enjoy to sip, uh, um, and, and quite frankly, I'll ever sing one of them i mixed cocktails with. Um, one of my favorites, you know, right now is the Jamaica. That's our Jamaican cousin to the five-year. Mm-hmm. But same price, mm-hmm. you know, but this makes it a dry rum. It's nice by itself, but it makes uh, the kind of cocktails, and I like whiskey cocktails. So I'm not like about uh, uh, the daiquiris, uh, which are daiquiris are delicious, but I'm more along the lines of a whiskey cocktail, so I'll do like a Manhattan yeah. one piece. Uh, this well, the Jamaica. So this was about same price. In fact, you know, uh, uh, we're kind of getting out there in, in in the liquor store market. In fact, uh and R liquor out there uh, on on the west side, uh, they're bringing in this week. You know, that's out there in the burbs. You know, uh, uh, neighborhood neighborhood liquor stores are really starting to get in this one as well. Yeah. I think
2: it's the mic that you had on the last time you were on the show when we talked rum, and I, I enjoyed it tremendously. I'm just I'm amazed, like at this. Again, I just—I don't mean to harp on a price point, but the price point is this is easily a mixable. You don't feel bad about mixing this at this price point. I bet this makes an amazing daiquiri or rum-based uh, 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 cocktail, and it's this good by itself, which I think
0: all with a plus all the way. For sure. Yeah. This one's nice with an old-fashioned, but I tell you what, the real deal for the old-fashioned, thats the 20th anniversary. That's the second bottle. <laughs> really, that's the next thing we're going to try. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. I um, haven't Ian, even
2: opened mine yet. Really I had really? to hide this from my wife.
1: Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you can tell, I have opened mine. But again, in fairness, been in my bar for a little while, so we told me about Afghan. That's uh, that's not a bad thing. Um, Ian, I thought I'm having a hard time tearing myself away from this five years. So if if you and I don't try a beer now. I'm gonna wind up pouring myself more of this, so maybe we should, uh, maybe we should move to the beer. God, this is good, Doc. Uh, And and I'll just say this, by the way, there are oh, Ian, I like axe hat. <laughs> that sounds awfully like something that I say sometimes,
2: but totally <laughs> different. Uh, if you if you can't see that, this is a picture of a Viking with a uh, a traditional Viking helm and a, a hatchet stuck into or an axe stuck yeah. into the top of it. Uh, like and it, it says over Eureka Heights. a Valhalla-worthy uh, Quebec pale ale. Nice, nice. And of course, nice. this is Eureka Heights, so they're going to say something on the side of the can. And it says Great Odin's Raven. This Norwegian-style uh, Kvik, Quebec—I don't know how to pronounce that—pale ale is stuffed with mulliner um, with is stuffed to the mulliner with. Idaho's seven hops, great for hanging out on a patio or defending the world from the forces of evil. I'm not entirely sure that's what Vikings did, but I like that they put that little twist on it.
1: (laughs) Yes, I agree with you. That may not have been the primary occupation of Vikings. Well, Ian, you've got that down, man. That sounded great. That sounded great. I I would just say that even though the video quality of our show, you know, may have. Tapered off a little as we've gone into Skype, the uh, natural sound effects uh, part of the show I feel like has maintained a certain amount of, uh, of quality. So look how um, so look how good.
2: clean and crisp and wonderful this looks.
1: Ian, that's definitely a pale ale, not just in name, but it is actually a very pale color as well. So.
2: Uh, it's hoppy with a little bit something else going on. Yeah, you can uh, you, you can, can smell a little bit of the uh, malt profile already, right from the nose, too. So, while Ian's getting ready to sample that, I will mention
1: that we did our first uh, Smoking and Toasting Virtual Smoke Fest uh, last Saturday on Zoom, and uh, it was a success, even though I sent out some incorrect information on the uh, on the initial Facebook thing, and some people tried to get on that couldn't. Uh, but it was enough of a success that we had a good time. We're going to do another one. I'll tell you more about that. It's going to be not this coming Saturday, but a week from this coming Saturday, so I'll tell you about that in a moment. But that was a beer that uh, our producer Adam was drinking on uh, on our little uh, Zoom uh, get together, and he was liking it a lot. So I'm curious, Ian, as to your uh, take on the Axe Hat.
2: Mm. This is crisp and delicious, and uh, perfect for sitting out here right now in the, on the patio having a cigar. It's um, it's hoppy enough. To where it has such a crisp and clean finish, uh, but it's not so hoppy that it leaves you with any bitterness in the mouth. It's really nice. It actually goes pretty well after the uh, rum. Nice. Well, so uh, I would highly recommend this if you're looking for something crisp and delicious and like it has almost a, uh, like an apple kind of snap to the finish on it. Mm hmm. It's really interesting, what? and a little just just enough malt profile up front to make it a tiny bit sweet. Have some flavor. How does it hold up with the cigar? <laughs> well, in real time, it holds up very well. Good.
0: Would hey, 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 where, where, you say the ABV was in that one? Uh, it's five and a half, five point three. Sorry.
1: On a so, label there. Um, so I'm going to open one up, and Docs, and I see you are uh, drinking that new rum, uh, so I, I want to hear about that in a moment. Uh, but first, I'm going to open up um, uh, item number, I don't want to say eight or nine, in my ongoing series of why you never need to drink a Bud Light again ever for any reason, and it is Firestones' newest Firestone Walker's newest craft beer, the Flyjack. It's a hazy IPA, 96 calories, five carbs, and uh, this is brand new. Just hit the the market. It's a uh, it's it's a four percent, so it's not huge in the ABV department, but it's a hazy, and we will. Oh, you know what? I, I keep doing that. I keep opening the beer on the wrong side. That's okay. Because we heard it just fine. Over here. You heard it. Okay, good. Um, so it's a citrus, hazy, crisp, and then, of course, has the Firestone Walker um, slogan, Beer Before Glory, which I like. Uh,
2: when you've got you just... companies like Firestone Walker and Dogfish Head and all the other ones that are making these low light craft beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd almost be just foolish not to try them when you see them. You know, for you us, know, just for really trying something yeah. different. For us,
1: this really began with the Founders All Day IPA, and then uh, yeah. the um, uh, what is the one from? Uh, was it um, was it Lagunitas? The uh, one with the nail, the, the bit nail in on the can. Um, there's so many good. Um, Tasty beers that are lower in calories, and this one now from Firestone Walker. You mentioned Dogfish Head; that one's great. Um, and my favorite so far has actually been from a uh, Houston area uh, brewery. Has been Spindle Taps five uh, percent uh, tint,
2: which I think is five percent tint. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes, which I think is just fantastic. So, yeah, Dogfish Head is the uh, slightly mighty. I think is what they call it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So this one, I can tell you, it
1: doesn't give a lot on the nose. It just kind of smells like a beer, uh, if that makes any sense. But um, there is a an, a very interesting citrusiness to it. It's very different. It's not as easy, juicy tasting as the 5% tint. I, I don't know. The, the flavor is just different. But I like it. It is extremely refreshing. And it's got this sort of different. I'm trying to think of the right way to, to describe it. Got this sort of different citrus character to it. You can tell that it's got hops, but it is not an overly hopped beer at all. It's uh it, it's super refreshing. I mean this would be a great summer beer if you're looking to be able to, you know, drink an IPA when you're out, you know, hanging out. I assume they'll let us back to those to the pools at some point. And uh, once they do, this would be a great one to have poolside.
2: It sounds like we uh, we kind of went the same route with our first beers there. I I think so. It'll be interesting to see if we go the same route with our second one. <laughs> so, so, guys,
0: I was thinking, and uh, I'm always impressed by the names of these beers, and I think we had to come up with the formula. I, I just came up with it. Th- this will be the formula for what you will name your craft beer. It will you know, <laughs> it'll be the last thing you had for dinner, plus the last thing you bought at a store. For mine, it'll be Salmon Firewood. Salmon Firewood IPA. How about that? Okay, so the last thing you had. For, I like that, but I would I would buy that just based on the name, and try it. So so um, so so give me your craft beer based on the formula.
1: Uh,
2: oh,
0: uh, mine's going to be called uh,
2: Euro Paper Towel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty oh, sure that's, that's what it's going to be.
1: I'm not sure mine is as good. Mine would be enchilada a lot of baking powder.
2: That's pretty good. I was, I was thinking about my last store trip. I bought I bought two things. I bought paper towels and butter. It could be euro butter. That one's pretty mm-hmm. funny too.
0: And that's the name of a band. <laughs> inch yeah. a lot of Baking Powder. Good night everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you love- know, I woke up yesterday. I, I
2: for whatever reason I do this, but I, you know, I woke up yesterday with the perfect band name in my head. And I do this once in a while. And sometimes I even follow through and create a band that has that name. And so this, this one yesterday, I'm going to go ahead and give it up. I woke up with a band named Gregarious Johnson in my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's good. That's good. So I
2: need to start a band and call it Gregarious Johnson. That's and good. that way, when, up, when the media comes up and says, okay,
0: Gregarious so Johnson, and we just look around and go, all of ours. <laughs> uh, you, that, that's awfully close to the Greek pronunciation of my first and middle name.
1: <laughs> that, uh, that does not surprise me somehow, uh, Doc. Um, uh, so tell us a little bit about this uh, this new rum that you have been sipping while we yeah.
0: we're uh, doing the beers here. So this is going to be uh, uh, another cousin to the five-year and the, the Zemica. we call it our signature line. Uh, uh, and this beautiful guy, can y'all see that? Okay. Yeah, Isle of Fiji. The Isle of Fiji. Um, Look at that! It's a really so, pretty. Uh, label too. Well, you know what it is, and and I think the way I described it, and I know this is not hundred percent correct terminology, but it's the closest thing I can think of. It, the flavor and the way the label looks, it's a real onomatopoeia, man. It just it tastes mm-hmm. like it looks. You know what I mean? Uh, it's tropical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's vibrant, but I'm going to tell you something. It, it's not a heavy rum, not even, not not heavy on flavor, not heavy on uh, uh, um, alcohol. It's only 80 proof. And when I say it's not heavy on flavor, I don't mean that it's boring. It's not dull, but it, it certainly doesn't lean one way. It has a nice balance to it on the flavor. And it's got, I think, probably the most mouthfeel out of the three, between the five and the... Uh, uh, um, there's and uh, and in the Fiji, obviously. This one's not available in the United States yet. In the Texas market, fingers crossed, September. You know, uh, if this whole thing hadn't happened, I probably would have had it on the next uh, boat in France. But uh, it, it might push it back a few months. So fingers crossed, we'll see this one in our market um, come, uh, come September. And we'll also have another Fiji vintage with a very similar label that's going to be uh, on... Uh, a little bit, I think it's going to be stronger and proof, probably a little bit less dosage. And by the way, the, the dosage on this one is on the label. Um, it is 16 grams per liter, which is uh, nice. I think, if I'm real quickly, it's 14 grams per liter or well in the five year and it's zero in Zalika. So still not a ton. Um, you know, again, we're just going with that salting effect. We're trying to take those flavors and, and bring those other flavors out. They're not necessarily sweet in the room. You know? So um,
1: Will that be around the same price as the? Zeme- yes, as the it'll, Zeme- be, it'll Zeme- be a line
0: price with the
2: Zemica and Zeme- the five year. That's correct. Yeah. We got. I want to catch us up on a couple comments here on um, on the Facebook live. First off, uh, Wiki Brian did a couple things for us. He put up uh, that uh, that uh, List article. There's a link yes. to it in the comments. Uh, the Malort- for Malort If you're interested yes. in that. Right, and then he also put up Kavik, uh, a Norwegian yeast strain with great fruit and rustic farmhouse characteristics. So, okay, that, so that now, just now, this all makes sense. Yeah, describing the beer that I had, awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, wow, well, that's uh, that, that's a real help. Thanks, Brian. Brian was on our chat, by the way, our uh, our virtual Smugfest. And I'll go ahead and let you know that our next one is going to be saturday april 25th at 1 p.m central time so that's 2 o'clock eastern uh and we had people from all over the country we had people from uh new mexico arizona michigan uh joined in on our chat last time and and yeah that was we were pretty awesome and, and we we're all smoking and drinking so this will be on zoom and we will post this in the show notes and we will also post it uh on the facebook page and i'll have adam post it on instagram as well um as we're getting a little closer. But it'll be Zoom. The meeting ID will be 416-693-5409. And um, the password is 7E7D, capital O, and then lowercase u. And I'm going to show this to the camera if anybody wants to take a screenshot of that. Sorry for my chicken scratch, but that is the info. We will have this in the show notes. You'll be able to find it. Now, is that, the same, so you join us? Is that the same same log on as, as last time? Awesome. Fantastic. Time. Yeah. So everything the same as last time. So if you've got that saved in your Zoom, you can uh, very easily just click on it to uh, uh, to join it again.
2: So that'll be fun. I
1: see another one in your hand there, brother.
2: Do we want to do the beer first and then the other rum, or do we we'll, want to do the we'll other do rum? Do
1: and, and we'll save the other rum for last.
2: Awesome. Let me show you what I got, because I went with a theme this time. Okay. Ooh. What is that? Skull Splitter. Okay.
1: I have a feeling that's... uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before
0: Yeah. It is a theme. Another Viking. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) So, I saw this. This is from the Orkney uh, Brewery in Scotland. It's called Skull Splitter. This This is a Scotch Ale. And um, skull splitter takes its name from Thorfinn. I can't even pronounce the last name. The seventh Viking Earl of Orkney, of course. Says it sophisticated, satiny, smooth, with a deceptively light character. It is a tribute to our colorful forebearer. Nice. So we're gonna try this. All right. Oh i cover covered up my, uh, my my camera is in the way of my uh, bottle opener, so I'm gonna have to go this route. You're gonna do unnatural yeah, bottle gonna, opener, this. Right? There we go.
1: It kind of sounded like you sliced the top off of the bottle there,
2: kid. <laughs> <laughs> See savor That's the why I, <laughs> knife has this little right. uh, scratched up spots on the bottom. Mm-hmm. We're gonna try this. I went with Axe Hatton and Skull Splitter. I figured that would be kind of a fun way to. It, I love the theme. It's Great, it's great. <laughs> it's a light looking, uh, reasonably light looking for a Scotch ale. A lot of red, a lot of copper yeah. tones in there.
1: Right, not as much of the darker sort of uh, uh, barrel aged look to
2: it, but ah, uh, it smells malty with a with a real kind of tight focused hop on the background of it. Oh I'm totally for it. Oh wow. <laughs> this is this is malty sweet right up front. It's not terribly uh, carbonated so it's real smooth across the palate. It's malt deliciousness this is a lot like what you get uh almost almost like a, uh like an Oktoberfest gone really big it's got some spice to it it's got really really nice small profile it's really round and is it lighter
1: than some of the other scotch ales you may have tried
2: it tastes a little lighter i don't know what the abv is on it it's not a real huge character, but it has a great, like, uh, burnt caramel on the finish mm-hmm. um, that, that, that gets that gets kind of knocked out. Like, you swallow, you finish, you feel that, and then the hops take over and kind of clean the palate. Really interesting. I don't know what the A.G. is on here. I don't see it. Then again, yeah. I don't have my glasses on. So uh, I would just mention that.
1: Obvious. I'll just mention that the um, uh, this hazy IPA, the ninety-six calorie hazy IPA that I had from Firestone Walker, um, is one of those reasonably rare IPAs that's going great with the cigar, with the Mayorga that I have been smoking. And the Mayorga is pretty heavy and earthy, uh, but they aren't fighting each other uh, at all. So that's been that's been a very pleasant thing because often the IPAs and the cigars are not. Uh, are not the best pairings. I did want to, however, save a little bit of that cigar for my uh final beer here, which I'm excited to say I'll be trying the New Holland Brewing Dragon's Milk. This is I've had been. bourbon barrel aged stout at 11%. Uh, you've had this, so Ian, while I'm opening it, what, what's you the know, a
2: few years back? back I went to uh, nice. A few years back, I went to uh, Michigan for one of my cousin's uh, weddings and yeah, this went is, into this a is store they had that. Yes. And they had that. It was before they had the, uh, the uh, distribution down here. So I picked up a couple six packs of it. And it's absolutely fantastic, I think. like, It's everything you expect it to be from what, uh, what would be called Dragon's Milk. It's from New Holland uh, Brewery, which is uh, in Holland,
1: Michigan. Uh, they are a really fine, very well-respected um, uh, craft brewery. Uh, they do a lot of stouts and sours and and other things like that. I think I looked at their uh, lineup on the web, and I think they had like that one lager, one IPA, and then everything was either stouts or or you know some interesting, uh, unusual type of beers. And they actually have a whole separate website devoted to dragon's milk, and it comes in several different variations and specialties. This is the, I guess, the sort of standard, the flagship um, dragon's milk. It's a bourbon barrel-aged stout. Wow, uh, the word that comes to mind on the nose is roasty. Uh, it, it, It's not, you can definitely get some coffee, but it's got, you know that smell of when coffee beans are roasted, like when they're fresh roasted? Oh, yeah, That's the it's more the roastiness that I get on the nose. It's, uh, mm. wow. It's, okay, so it's like a, I'm going to say roasty again because there's definitely notes of coffee, but it's not like a coffee-infused, uh, it's not like a heavy coffee or espresso flavor. It's more the roasted malt and barley that you're getting in this. It's a lot really of delicious.
2: a lot of stouts have that roasted coffee flavor in them, and that's due to the malt being used in there. Mm-hmm. It's so? it's not as
1: not as a big a mouthfeel as I was expecting, uh, which makes it a little more smooth. Very easy to drink for a stout, and I will just say that it's uh, it's definitely got a. Uh, it's got the kind of quality that you could have this bottle and very easily reach for another one without feeling, even though it's bourbon barrel age and it's 11%. It's not feeling quite like 11% when
0: I drink it. So, are you guys re Are you getting char of the barrel because of the bourbon age? Do you get the char from uh, from the bur- bourbon barrel? I'm curious. Def- definitely
1: on the finish, not, not necessarily up front, but on the finish is the first time really that you get any of the bourbon flavorings or that sort of um, charred wood flavoring. The um, the toastiness, the roasted flavor up front is more like the roasted coffee beans and then you get a creaminess kind of in the middle as it's on your palate and then yes. once you have uh, swallowed it and you, you're kind of dealing with the the finish that's where you get some of the bourbon barrel um, flavors and, and that sort of charred oak uh, sort of flavor comes into it it's it's really good and you know Ian you're much more of an expert in scouts than I am but I would I gotta tell you especially for someone sort of flagship not a you know not a special $30 bomber um, th- this is highly, well that,
2: highly recommended so that to me you, you talk about the mouthfeel not being super big like you were expecting or thick like you were expecting but it has a silkiness to yeah. it that that rolls kind of across the tongue and it's not overly carbonated in general. Uh, a couple of uh, comment updates. Wiki Brian put in uh, a couple things. First off, my beer is 8.5%. Thank you, Brian. So he looked it up for us. And then uh, he also mentioned that we should have had Mark Nichols on for this beer theme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to put Mark Nichols in, in the, uh, in the uh, Viking helm. In a Viking <laughs> helmet. And just, I, sure. I, I think actually, Mark
1: would be a perfect guest for one of these Skype shows, because, as you know, you're looking at just the three or four blocks on the screen. Mark could just be with a Viking helmet on, shotgunning beers on his screen for the entire show. I think it would be you'd awesome. Have to, you'd
2: have to get a wide angle. In, goes, <laughs> he has a company that cleans the lines for, um, for right. bars and things. I know Mark yeah. very well. Oh, you know him then. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: so... that's why I said you have to, you have to get a wide-angle lens. <laughs> he was on one time, and you know, when we we're, were
2: in the studio, uh, we had him in between us, and we were sitting there talking about our cigars and stuff, and Mark got bored. So, in the background, he's just sitting there on the main camera, and takes the pocket knife, and he, and he just shotguns a beer right there while we're talking about cigars. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's my guy. <laughs> It
1: got all over his beard. It was was quite a spectacle.
0: Quite a spectacle. So so hey, I want to tell you something. I'm reading the review for this uh, uh, for this one you're drinking, the uh, Dragon's Milk uh, on on Beer Advocate, and it's getting high ratings from everyone except for one dude that said his complaint is he drank too much and he got nauseous. (laughs) 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 That
1: reminds me. uh, Surprise! That reminds me. Good uh, sir. uh, your uh, rum is
0: delicious, Patrick, and don't <laughs> <Hill>. Funny.
1: <laughs> it, it reminds me of something I read this week on uh, BuzzFeed. It was one of those lists of um, uh, hilarious posts or whatever. And uh, the post was a guy who um, uh, ordered Taco Bell. And he said, uh, uh, Just ordered Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thank you, Taco Bell, for a, a, a tasty treat or something like that. And Taco Bell replied to him in the comments and said, uh, uh, you're welcome, James. What did you get? And he replied, I got diarrhea, but it was worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, so wait, right? that was, Does that, that one mean one he's got to psych himself favorite. up to go back? You know what I mean? don't know. It's worth it. It's it.
2: It's it. That's amazing. They so I got a
0: got a Thrillist article here,
2: or Buzz Buzzfeed article here, and this is about uh, married couples and uh, the tweets that they've put out, and uh, they're they're pretty funny. So, for instance, one of them is uh, the tweet is, "My wife and I play this fun game during quarantine. It's called, why are you doing it that way?'" And there are no answers. <laughs> That's good.
1: That's good. Uh, Yeah, there's some great stuff out there. There's uh, there's one uh, whole list I saw of uh, photos or videos of people's pets who are looking at them like, why are you not going to work? It's, you know, that type of thing.
2: One is is home quarantine status. My husband learned how to play Beat It on ukulele and tried to show me, but I'd locked myself in the bathroom. (laughs) That's good.
1: Uh, Docs, I think the time has come. Uh, oh, I can't some, wait! Let's taste some XO. It may take you a moment to get his open because it's look. Uh, what I'm doing. Box. Yeah, I know that's.
2: This, this is, is this is like one of those unboxing videos. You know, people watch these unboxing videos on. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. On YouTube YouTube. all the
2: time, so I'm doing the unboxing version. The box is a nice, solid box. Barbados is considered the birthplace of rum by the greatest specialists today. Barbados produces one of the most aromatic rum. Plantation exo You know what? I'm going to let you do that part, Doc. I'm going to go ahead and pull this out of here and go. Look at this. I just
1: wanted to mention while he's pulling that out and doing the unboxing video. According to the back of this bottle, this 20th anniversary... um, 2013, Gold Medal Rum Master UK Gold Medal Rum XP Competition Uh, USA. Uh, Same thing for Rum Fest Finland and Rum XP Competition USA in 2014. Gold Medal Berlin Rum Fest Germany and Rum XP Competition USA in 2015. And in 2016, Gold Medal Paris Rum Rum Fest and Spirit of the Year Whiskey Exchange in the UK. That's, That's a lot of awards for one rum.
0: Uh, you know what? Um, it, it is. Well, and, and it's just one rum and just one set of awards. We just actually won double gold for uh, Zamaica in the Spirits, uh, um, this year's uh, Spirits Challenge there. Um, but uh, um, we, uh, you know, if you guys are ever lucky enough, I need to get you all guys out to France sometime. You know, Ke- yeah, Chris Hart and I are supposed to be there in a couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, but if you're ever lucky to get out there, take it to the Chateau and in the front uh, hallway there. Is all the awards we've won for everything, and we're running out of room, you know. And well, uh, and and you know, it's it's just a cool thing to uh, to get these awards, uh, and these are from you know legitimate spirit shows. Um, Dux, but Dux, can you do me a favor? Uh, if if that trip you mentioned uh, does happen,
1: yeah. would you explain to the people of France? Because I know, I know, sometimes they have you know, difficulty understanding Americans and how we come across and they they can be a bit critical and, and I don't want them to think badly of our country in any way. So would you explain to them that Chris Hart is just not representative of all of us here <laughs> in
0: America. So hey you know what let me put it this way. Wayne Woodard's been there. He'll be fine, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, these are both people who have been guests on the show. Uh, Chris Hart's one of our favorite guests, even though we've been informed by uh, some commenters and, and critics of the show that uh, nobody cares about him. Uh, but Wade Woodard is the, uh, the, the tater-talk whiskey dude, and uh, he's been one of our more interesting guests uh, as well. But we love poking fun at both of those guys. So, um, so Docs, talk to us about the, uh, the XO. What is what sure. is it about this that makes it so special?
0: Well, this was actually a surprise uh, for, for Alexander. We, we created this one 10 years ago and uh, our, uh, our blending staff uh, decided to, uh, our production staff, they uh, uh, um, put this rum together as a surprise for him to celebrate 20 years of Maison Ferron being a spirit company. So it's not 20 years old. We're, we're very transparent about everything we do. And so, if you look on the twenty, there's a th there, so it's twentieth. Um, and you know, uh, we, right. we want to we make that very clear because you know, the, uh, well, I'll get the age in a second, though. But but it was presented to him as something like, you know, congratulations on two decades of, of, of making spirits. Um, and we're actually just, we, just this past uh, a year, we passed our thirtieth anniversary. Um, <coughs> so, but it, it was such a great rum uh, that they continued production with it. Um, it is going to have a lot more of the continental aging than the five-year. So I mentioned before, the five-year is going to be three-and-a-half to uh, four years in tropical aging in bourbon barrels, and the continental, which is going to be the cognac aging, is one-to-one-and-a-half. This one, uh, you know, it's pretty much double all of that, you know. Uh, We're talking, uh, uh, you know, five to seven years, if I remember correctly, uh, in the bourbon barrels, and up to six years in the cognac barrels. Um, And it averages out anywhere from like, you know, 8, to 12 years old. Um, There's no age statement on there because when the blend's ready, the blend is ready. Um, But it takes, it's the aging here, it's going to make this one such a richer rum. So when you notice on the nose, you're going to get a ton more of that coconut that you get that little wisp from uh, from, uh, uh, the five year. From the five year, yeah. Much, much more healthier dose of that. Um, it, it's a very rich rum. It's a very uh, dessertish rum. And it is sweeter than most of our rums. Uh, it has. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think it's 24 grams per liter on on the dosage. Where the the uh, dosage, the, yeah. the, the, the five year is only 14. If I remember correctly, that that's still significantly less than most uh, 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 dosage rums. We go. I think our max is, is 26. If I remember correctly, I think that might be the pineapple. Um, so, Doc, so, this ahead.
1: has it, it has certainly more sweetness. I always hesitate to talk about sweetness with rums because there's a certain sweetness to, to any rum because of the, yeah. just what it's made from. Uh, yeah. But this has a, a bit more sweetness than, say, the five-year and it's got a definite like large increase in that sort of cinnamony, cinnamony mm-hmm. sweetness. Uh, reminds me almost of cinnamon toast that my mom used to make when I was a little kid. A little bit of butteriness, a little bit of sugariness, a little bit of... Cinnamon. Butteriness, um, for
0: sure. I get that. Now, I'm sorry. I just dripped it off a little bit now. I think I'm going to try uh, Plantation 20th Anniversary French Toast this weekend. Make your own something <laughs> now. Um, Yeah, but You pretty busy, much right?
2: nailed it. Like, you took the words right out of my mouth. I want to point out, on the nose, it's not as... It, it's a little more delicate on the nose than I was expecting. Yes. mm
0: mm-hmm. More um, so than the due years. to the
2: the double aging, I was expecting a little more on the nose, but it's actually quite delicate on the nose. The sweetness oh. in this it's very it, it's very sweet compared to the other one. That's not to say it's it's huge. It's not, not like a, like a like a liqueur or anything like that, but it's got yeah. a huge sweetness to it. Um and. And it's interesting because the heat in this one happens right before uh, you swallow. Like, on the very back of the palate, it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's a pleasant heat that happens just right there, right in real time, instead of coming back like the last one does. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: 80-proof it's, it's, uh, it's, it's also. as uh, a five-year. They're both 80-proof. You know, there's,
1: there's a number of what you would call the much sweeter, uh, you know, like the really less expensive rums. That have more sweetness to them. The sweetness in this yeah. is different from that. It's not like a, uh, and it might it might be a dosage thing. I don't know. Uh, you could speak to that doc more than I could. But um, but this doesn't this doesn't come across like it's artificially sweet or too sweet. But it is definitely a step sweeter than um, a lot of the other rums in your portfolio.
0: No question about it. If you're if, if you're a dry rum person that you don't you know you want it as dry as possible, this is not the rum for you. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's our whole mission at plantation. And you look behind me, you know, there's this up to fifty <laughs> bottles or so. They all have their own personality. They're on their own. They're, right. they're on their own rum. And every and every right. uh, respect. So so we make this wide range for everyone. So this is definitely uh, on on the polar side. Uh, it's it's definitely one of our sweetest rums. Uh, and that's by design. So where the sweetness is going to come from, uh, and not only that healthier bit of dosage, but it's also that extra aging in the continental, middle, uh, the continental aging mm-hmm. in, in the uh, corn egg barrels. Remember, that dosage, what we're using it for is there to enhance the flavors. So it's bringing out that sweetness that's coming, that's being developed. The thing that you're talking about, the French toast. And, yeah, and when you say that French toast, now you can almost like you can taste like, uh, I don't want to say, like the egg. you can taste the egg around it, you know what I mean? Um, almost mm-hmm. the powdered
2: sugar too, just a yeah. little like that. Powdered sugar has a very distinct flavor to it. This has a yeah. little bit of that on the aftertaste that I really enjoy. And I want to point out, it goes amazing with this cigar. Oh, no yes, question absolutely.
0: about it. No question about like,
2: it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know that rums go really, it's really easy to pair a rum and a cigar because rum just lends itself to that flavor a lot. Yeah. Um, but this particular rum like, I could see this going with almost, and even some of the bigger, really robust cigars, I could see this standing up very easily. And I'm going to test that this week. I'm going to put that very much to the test. But with this cigar, it brings out a lot of the really underlying nuttiness and, um, and toasty flavors in this cigar. And, uh, and it kind of knocks out some of the spice, but it also makes it a little smoother. It's really interesting how they interact.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, this the, uh, honestly, guys, you should try this in an old fashioned. And we're talking about about making. Oh wow! Because yeah. I don't like a lot of uh, simple syrup or extra sugar in my old fashions. Because it's such a richer rum, it requires less. Um, and just mm-hmm. makes just a phenomenal. You know, oh my God, I just thought about this. It was Christmas time. Uh, you know, we make homemade baklava I need to bring all some this year, but I had some leftover baklava <laughs> syrup, and so we were making old-fashioned with this and baklava syrup. I, I gave some to clear to uh, uh, to uh, rosewater and clear lake. Hopefully, this lasts some left. but just it, it just uh, this, the 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 the. Baklava How does baklava last? You're breaking up a little
1: How so does baklava
0: Okay. Well, there you go. I did bring you some. Okay, good. So anyway, but it makes a really great (laughs) old match. Well, I I can only imagine. Uh, Ducks. This is um,
1: obviously this has got more aging to it. Um, What is this going to retail for in general?
0: Yeah, I saw for uh, about fifty-five dollars, I think, just the other day over M and R on Grant Road, Um, and that's 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 typical. You're going to find it, you know, anywhere from like the fifty to fifty-five dollar range.
1: And just just to make sure, because obviously we've got uh, listeners and viewers everywhere, you
0: guys are distributed pretty much around the U.S. and even around the world. Is that correct? Oh God, yeah. This one uh, in Germany, they love this one in Germany. We can't keep it in stock there. You know, we sell. You know, you know what our you know what our biggest uh, uh, country, uh, our, our biggest market, they have their own Facebook page, Sweden. Sweden, there's a group, there's these guys, and it's not us. It's, it's uh, just the, the drinkers of plantation. They have their own Facebook page, or a group, and we sell more sweet. We sell more plantation there than than the uh, bigger names that shall remain nameless. Yeah, they, they wow. there's a lot of plantation in Sweden.
1: Wow, that's wow, awesome. you would almost you would almost think the Swedes would be more vodka drinkers and things like that, but uh, but plantation rum is big yeah. there. That's
0: awesome. They're not known for rum, but man, they they uh they get into us, man. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. You go, go online and, and look for Swedish uh, plantation page, and Gussie's they they uh they're they I mean they're they're enthusiasts. They get into it. We got one. It's another page called Plantation Rum Addicts. Ad addict as in drug addict. <laughs> um, and that one's that one's uh based in France, I believe. I think I think the guy that runs it is French. But again, it's a very global community and they just kinda try to outdo each other of like all their plantation collections and the ones they have and that sort of thing. You know, it's it's a neat little fun community. You know, it's all positive. There's no uh there's no dogging on other brands or anything like that. They just kind mm-hmm. of enjoy our thing. Ducks, what's your best seller worldwide
1: of of your entire lineup? Man, uh
0: uh, we're, we're probably, probably, probably three stars, but that's gonna be a point. You know, the three star rum and an original dark that, that's right, just right, the bars, right, you know, because it you know, got right. you know, the bartenders love us, you know. Uh, um, was it Drinks International two years in a row? Uh, named us bartenders' favorite, and that's of every category, not just rum. Number two, and last year, uh, uh in 2019, we, we got 2018, 2019, and I can't remember 2018, but in 2019. We can't got bartender's choice. First place, second place was A Gin. You know that's a classic, wow. uh, uh, Hall of Fame gin. So we're we're proud of that. So bartenders love that's us. Huge. So it, it's it's hard it's hard to say what and, I, and again this one is you know, like crazy in Europe right now. So it's probably right on their heels. But our, our biggest seller worldwide, it's press probably a three star. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But I um, I, I want to point out. I
2: just finished my uh my twentieth uh, anniversary. I couldn't stop drinking it, and I went back to my Scotch ale, which is at eight point five percent, and it makes it taste like fizzy water. <laughs> like <laughs> that rum is so robust that it makes the Scotch ale taste like basic fizzy water. <laughs> well, I actually, I, I polished off my glass, and I went back to the
1: uh, to the Dragon's Blood, and it's a wonderful pairing. Like. I don't know if I would have guessed that for a stout in a rum, but uh, they just pair together really nicely. It brings out the creaminess in the uh, in the dragon's milk, and uh, almost gives it a milky flavor that I hadn't noticed as
0: prominently before. Well, there's going to be cocoa notes in both for sure. So, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow!
0: Well, what's good. interesting is. What's interesting
2: is even after a few sips of that Scotch Ale, I still have that wonderful buttery aftertaste, buttery cinnamon aftertaste from the rum, which is absolutely amazing.
1: Well, I got to say, I just want to repeat this. You have totally raised the bar for uh, guests on the Skype version of the show. Thank you so much for sending over the the rum. That was uh, unnecessary, but wonderful. And we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, as I'm sure you know, we are big fans of your product, as you can see (laughs) what he he is doing there. Um, And uh, we just appreciate everything you do. But one of the things that I think I love most about Plantation Rum is the fact that you guys continue to add things. I mean, looking at your lineup of rums behind you there, it'd be easy, I think, for a company like you guys to go, all right, we've already got all these iterations. We don't need to keep expanding, but you do. You've got the Fiji coming and you've got, I'm sure, other things that are in the pipeline as well. And I, I just think it's, um, for those of us who enjoy this spirit as much as we do, um, it's just so great to be able to try all of these new things and and to know that if they're coming as a plantation product with that, you know, wonderful little uh, thing wrapped around them here, that they're going to be interesting
0: and different and wonderful. Yeah. So, so thank we, uh, you know, I'll take you, thank you. I mean, thank you. But but uh, I'll say this to our production team. Uh, you know, we have a joke there. There was a queue line there uh, of all of Alexander's ideas that the the, uh, the production team was like, okay, just, just let us get through this first, and then we'll work on that. He's got all kinds of different ideas from nice. the moms, You know. Uh, but uh, you know, honestly, um, you know, we were talking about uh, putting out new things. We don't, as a, as a spirits company, we are not trying to flood the shelves to take up the space. We don't want our consumers saying, what now? They want them to say, what's next? Right. You know, we got a lot of things right, coming. Right. If we
1: uh, were able to make ourselves to Paris, uh, to France at some point, uh, do you think we
0: could get Alexander to come on the show and talk rum? Uh, yes. Uh, that 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 okay. I'll put it this way: If you can find a time where he's actually at the, uh, you know, he spends so much time in Barbados. Of course, right now, of course, he's holed up with his wife Debbie and his kids at uh, at the chateau. Which you know, I want you to know something. I know that, and, I, and I, I'm not taking up too much time here. I want I want you to think that they're living in this big grand chateau because they they are. But Alexander and Debbie live in one room, and the rest is all offices. You know, so we do have a guest uh, house in the back, which I'm sure where the kids are. <laughs> so he, he they're, they're going to be stir crazy. Awesome, uh, you know, they're, they're they're just like us in a sense. They can't wait to get back out in the world again. So, but um, for sure, if if we can, you know, if, if we're there together, or if you guys are there, and, and he's and he's going to be in town, try and stop him. He he, he, he would he would <laughs> love to do it. Or next time, next time he's in town, we can definitely bring him to you. But I I, I like that idea. I'd love to do one in France. Yeah, uh, and
1: you know, we just. To speak, I think I can speak on Ian's behalf here as well. We would have no problem chatting with him in Barbados as well. Once, you know, it's okay for us
0: to trap. We're just doing a world tour, man. We're doing a world tour. We'll make t-shirts, all right? I love it. Speaking of t-shirts.
2: I sense a part one and a part two episode.
1: Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, speaking of T-shirts, Docs, thank you for wearing that on the show, yeah. for supporting um, the Rabbit's, uh, the Rabbits got
0: the gun on the north side.
1: Rabbit's got the gun. Rabbit's got the gun. And support. It's a wonderful way to support your favorite uh, bars during this time where yeah. uh, they maybe aren't open to sell you any, uh, uh, any alcohol. If you can uh, go on their website, order a T-shirt, just do what you can to support them. We really yeah. feel like that's hugely important, whether it's craft breweries, uh, distilleries, bars anybody that you want to make sure is still here on the other side of this thing, do right. what you can to support them now if you have the means uh, to do so. And thank you to everybody for continuing to support this show and continuing to watch and listen uh, during all of this craziness. You know, we know that on the one hand, you got a little more free time. On the other, you're not necessarily at work sneaking us on one earbud. So um, uh, we appreciate you finding us and, and taking the time. And thanks to Adam uh, on the Wheels of Steel, by the way, who Continues to make this happen every uh, every week. It's uh, it's an awesome thing. Ian, um, um, wow. That's all I have to say. This rum. Wow.
2: Man, that was a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, so it really was. I had to pour myself and a second glass of that 20th anniversary.
1: I saw you doing that. I saw you doing that. And I'm about to follow <laughs> suit as well. Um, to everybody that we have, uh, have uh, been able to like gather together around this this week, Thank you guys so much. We appreciate all uh, of your support. And Docs, thank you again. Uh, by the way, when that Fiji is available here in the States, we certainly hope to see you maybe in the studio and, uh, and do a little sampling. We're looking forward to trying it.
0: You will not be able to keep me out. <laughs>
1: awesome. Thank you everyone for being here and for supporting the show. And uh, Guys, as we usually say at the end of the show,
0: cheers. Thank you. Stay safe, everybody.
1: Josh, thank you so much. All, All right. right.